Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hur kom och trap sons. Trap sons and trap dons. Tony sons to hook jum Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, we recorded an earlier podcast, me, Greg Wilson, and CB, and I don't know what happened. Uh, this is not a good way to start fatherhood, but I thought it was being recorded. I Joe's not here, and I p- pressed the record button, and I'm looking at it, and it didn't. So uh, we the first 20 minutes, I'm doing over again, and just act as if Greg is here laughing, and CB's doing something weird. Don't even tell Greg about this because I know he'll get mad at me and say I wasted his time because some of the stuff he said was really funny. So I'll just tell you guys what Greg told me and do the best I can. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. It's a good way to actually start off. Speedweed, um, yes, marijuana is now legal in California. If you live in California, there's no place to go other than Speedweed. Follow them at speedweed.com. Or at Speedweed on any social media. They got everything from vapes to CBD to everything. You name it, they have it. They have THC, sex lube, okay, if you want to spice up your sex life, uh, all kinds of stuff. Amazing stuff. It's great if you want to get high, if you want to just feel better, if you want to relax, check them out at Speedweed. Mention Roasted, you get 10% off uh, $100 or more. So, um, people, I am now a dad. Uh, yes, it, I've been a father for a week now, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I was getting nervous because my baby was two weeks late. I was starting to worry that maybe the father was black, uh, but it's not. The baby it came, and it was it was quite the experience. I mean, we go to the nurse, the doctor, and uh, the nurse comes in and she says, "Drop your panties," to my wife, and I was like, "Me too," and uh, then nobody laughed, and she's like, "He's a comedian," but. What happened was we, she was late. She was late, and uh, they gave her this balloon catheter to make the the water drop, and uh, that was that was nervous. So, of course, me being the comic that I am, and sometimes I get when I get nervous, I just start blurting out funny things, or they're funny to me. Uh, I was like, "Just putting a balloon in there? Is, is it going to fly out? Are you going to have a clown do it?" So, uh, so. We leave the hospital, and uh, two hours later, my wife is having, you know, my wife's a tough woman. I mean, she's been through a lot. She could take pain. She's heard my act plenty of times. And uh, she's like, Adam, I'm not really feeling well. I'm just pain in my stomach. So I'm like, let's go. So we hop in the car. We're going over to the hospital. Um, and then uh, we got into an argument over there. Actually, not an argument. I'm an idiot. Sometimes I, I'm just too honest. And there was, we were listening to Howard Stern, and they were talking about strip clubs. And I mentioned something like, oh, well, me and Dan Henderson went to a strip club. Henderson came to my show. Uh, and uh, afterwards, he wanted to have He's like, hey, man, come to an after party with me. I'm throwing an after party at a strip club. Now, how am I going to turn out? Hendo's one of my, my all-time favorite. His wife was there, and he was having the party. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the strip club reminded him of the Garden of Eve, and the guy is pretty old. But, so I was like, sure, why not, right? And then uh, my wife was like really pregnant at that time. And I told her, 
I told her a couple days later, which I pretty sh- I should have told her right away. But um, so while we're on the way to the hospital, Howard Stern comes on, and I didn't get a lap dance at the strip club. I thought that would have been too disrespectful. But I did get a massage, not like a happy ending massage. You fucking perverts! I'm talking about like a like a massage. Like there was, you know, not even a stripper. One of the massage people comes over. She was attractive, but it wasn't like a. It was in front of everybody. But I was I was tense. Uh, my wife's super pregnant. I'm doing shows in Vegas, and uh, the lady starts giving me a massage, and that was it. It was great. It was a great massage. Actually, I needed it. So I was feeling kind of guilty. So I told my wife about it, which probably on the way, in hindsight, to the hospital while you're wife is pregnant is not the best time to tell her oh by the way I was in Vegas so now she's furious at me and telling me she's gonna I'm gonna tell the baby about this and and I feel so I'm like why do I have to be honest but I have OCD and I'm like if I don't tell her then I'm a bad person and just I start going into this like I'm a liar and just just horrible I felt the need to cleanse myself which goes back to my childhood and probably the boarding school I went to the Hyde where they teach character development and I'm a kind of a tortured soul. I shouldn't have told her that. But anyway, so they'll be so she's upset. We get to the hospital. She, her hormones are raging, and uh, and the balloon dropped, and she was in pain. And you know they they asked her. They're like, you know, do you want the birth to be natural or uh, well, you want to induce? Uh, they have to induce labor. So she picked inducing labor. Uh, not she picked uh, having painkillers. Which why wouldn't she? And. Uh, it was hard. It was hard being with somebody who's in who you love to death and uh, who's in pain. So I tried telling her jokes and you know, she's saying things like, This is the hardest thing I ever ever had to do and I'm like, That's because you didn't wrestle in high school and she's like, Shut up, stop making jokes, stop joking around and she said, How come Mary when she was pregnant, you know, she didn't have to go through this. It only took an hour. I'm like, Well, Mary's got a huge vagina. You know, that actually made her laugh. So now by the way, picture Greg Wilson laughing furiously through all this. So finally, uh, she's in labor for 31 hours. I'm holding her hand, and uh, she was ready to go, and there wasn't a nurse. There was a nurse there, but we didn't have a doctor. The doctor, it's not like in the movie Knocked Up where they get the doctor that was with you throughout the whole time. Kaiser's different. They just give you whatever doctor is there. And, of course, there was no doctors when she was ready to go, and She's in pain. She's like, Adam, get the nurse. And I had to go get the nurse. And the nurse was giving me a, you know, like, oh, she's okay. She's okay. I'm like, no, she's not okay. I know my wife. So, no, she's okay. I go, listen, you're the rudest nurse we've had so far. And then I hear my wife yelling, that's not true. So now my wife is yelling at me for telling the nurse. And she was the rudest nurse, by the way. The most attractive nurse, which is probably why she felt entitled. But whatever. That's a whole different story. So then I'm holding my wife's hand while she's you know, while the baby's coming out and my wife's yelling at me, stop looking, stop looking. But I, I can't, I cannot look at this. I got to, first of all, I got to see if my baby, I got wanted to see her. And the, the head comes out and it was crazy. I mean, it was insane. It's like watching an elephant get out of a smart car. It was just, it was beautiful. I started crying. I was so happy. And uh, the baby started crying. And right away, the baby goes right for my wife's nipple. I mean, she just knew right away. And then she put her, 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 her fist in her mouth. And I'm like, babe, she takes it after you. She laughed at that. I mean, it was, but it was, it was insane. But it, it's been great. It's been amazing. Um, I love it. Uh, I love being a dad. Uh, you know, it's definitely... The other night, you know, my baby was crying. And I picked her up. And, and I held her. And... It was just silence, and I was really at peace. It was 
one of those things where just the moment just everything just stopped. My mind stopped going. My mind stopped racing. The world's it just it was beautiful. So uh, I absolutely loved it. And um, oh, another thing was kind of what was kind of weird though was they had me cut the umbilical cord. Like, like first of all, the the midwife was rude as hell. She's like, "Get out of the way. Go over there." I'm like, "Are you the midwife or the real wife?" And then the umbilical cord's out. She goes, "Are you going to cut it or not?" And hands me the scissor. I felt like it was a fucking store opening. You ever like, why am I cutting this? I, of course I did, but it was just. I mean, I feel like I was opening up a used car dealership. Uh, it's just strange. So um, yeah, so that was that. That was cool. Um, putting the baby, putting the bed, the baby to bed is not easy. Definitely not easy. It's one of those things where um, it's just one of those things where. You know, the baby loves to fall asleep in my arms, but the doctor said don't do that because uh, when the baby wakes up in the crib, you go from the arms to the crib, she's not going to know where she is, and she's going to cry. And uh, I don't know, that was probably the most fun part I had in college was waking up and not knowing where I was. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, my wife is sleeping right now. I'm re-recording this because I don't know how to... <sighs> this is just annoying. It's annoying. I'm sorry, guys, because it was really funny. All right, so here's here's what happened. So Greg was like, "All right, I'll I'll, I'll do what, what Greg told me." He's like, "Yeah, you know, Vegas, Vegas was crazy, man, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Let's just say I partied a lot." <laughs> yeah. See, okay, so I do coke, right? And uh, I do in Vegas, and I do coke, <laughs> and they put me on the dirty at thirty. The dirty at twelve thirty, right? So I tell these comics, I'm like, hey, you know, I had to follow Joe Coy one time, <laughs> and let's just say it didn't go very well. Well, tonight's not going to be your night. Well, I didn't factor in that I did so much coke. <laughs> I ended up doing the same joke three different times. The crowd's looking at me, and I'm like, uh, I know, right? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I can't believe I'm on so much coke. And let's just say I took an L. I took an L. An L. Yeah, I took an L. Well, actually, I took an eight ball, and then I did some whiskey, and then I did some more eight balls and some more whiskey. But after that, it was an L, and the crowd was just staring at me. And I'm like, Greg... Did you learn your lesson that maybe you shouldn't be doing coke before your shows and drinking? Well, the next morning I woke up and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I should have done that." <laughs> but then, <clears throat> you know, there was some good coke in Vegas. <laughs> you know, like really good. And uh, and CB, what did you do this weekend? Uh, well, I watched my dog. Yeah. Uh, so my parents went out of town, and then I watched my dog. And uh, then my dog watched me, and then the dog watched me watching my dog. Oh, that sounds like a, a fun weekend, CB. Anything else? Uh, yeah, so a fight got announced um, last week. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be at Madison Square Garden, uh, Curtis Blades against Stipe Miocic. I could not be more excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, maybe if you did some coke, you'd be more excited. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Well, guys, uh, we're off to a good start for the podcast. Uh, anything else um, you want to say? Uh, if you want to get a tattoo, um, come to my tattoo parlor. Uh, 
you get $5 off after every 13th Conor McGregor tattoo. Okay. All right. Hmm. So anyway, so anyway, that was pretty much what happened uh, that you missed. It was really funny, though. It was actually a funny podcast. Uh, however, we did save the Roddy Beck recording, and uh, we did save the Dustin Ortiz recording and the end of it. But once again, Greg and CB, they're not going to listen anyway, but I do apologize because I don't know what the fuck happened. I thought it was recording. I tried to record it, but sometimes I'm just out of my mind. So, uh, yeah, that was that. And, uh, yeah, so let's talk to Rowdy Beck. Hey, hi. How are the champs in the house? It's the first ever female bare-knuckle boxing champion Woo! in the house. <laughs> What's going on? Not a lot. Just about to go get another workout in. Oh, hell yeah. Now, what the, now how did you get into bare-knuckle? All right, you were in the UFC. You were doing well. You lost the fight to uh, Jesse Jess. They cut you. I thought that was a kind of bullshit because you, you were always had enter- entertaining fights. Every one of your fights was entertaining. What, how did you get into bare knuckle boxing? Um, it was just like I don't know. Like they 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 thought I was on the way out of the UFC, I guess. And um, they sent me a message on Facebook literally the day that I got released. So it kind of just fell into my lap. <laughs> Um, and they offered me a fight, and um, I, I looked into it and looked like, because I never, I never even knew it existed. Like, I had no idea that you could stand up or box. So I looked into it, and um, I told them to sign me up. Now, how did you prepare for bare knuckle boxing? Did you just, like, I mean, hit the mitts without gloves on? I mean, how do you prepare for that? Um, Kind of like normally, like just like a normal boxing fight, I guess. We've been doing different techniques um, preparing for the bare knuckle, but I drill a lot with no gloves on. I drill bare knuckle, so I get used to catching and blocking and get my range um, and distancing down pat, but it's not really that much different. Your, now, your first fight was a bloodbath. I mean, it looked like it was insane. <laughs> and, you, and then you, you took the hockey fight tactic where you grabbed the back of her head and started punching her. The announcer was like, I don't know if this is legal. Um, is that legal? Is that a strategy? It is. It is? Yeah, I just, I feel like he missed the memo with the rule set. Um, he's a really good uh, boxer, so I think he thought it was just box, strictly boxing rules, but it's not. You're allowed to clinch and punch with one hand, so it worked really well for me. That, that was insane. Now, afterwards, I saw your hands... You look like the elephant boy. I mean, your hands. <laughs> now, could you hold a, a spoon or a fork? Could you write anything? How long did it take you for your hands to come down? Um, they took like probably two weeks to completely go back to normal. Um, but that was fine. Like I was still using them. They were just really swollen and bruised. So not like I'm no, not. Yeah. I, so no, like, I'm not a normal person. Like shit hurts, I still use it. <laughs> Yeah, but there was no taking care of yourself. You need some girl time or anything, right? You were like, no, none of that. You know. No, I'm good. I was good. I, it was it was inevitable. Like I accepted that my hands were going to be banged up afterwards, so I wasn't um, scared of you know hurting them or holding oh. back or anything. I just accepted that they'll be swollen and they'll be bruised. Now, now you fought the girl. Now, did you know who that girl was? She looked like she was a, a tough chick. I had no idea that she was going to come out and try and knock my head off. <laughs> I thought she was going to try and come out and just try and box and stick behind her jab. So definitely um, 
threw me back when she started just trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink at me. So it made for a good fight, though. Oh, it was an amazing fight. It was the fight of the night. Now, you're fighting again, right? Now, who's the girl you're fighting in two weeks? Talk to me on pay-per-view. You're defending your belt. Uh, she's another professional boxer. Her name's Britton Hart. Um, she's from America somewhere. I, I can't even remember where she's from. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm fighting on August 25th in Biloxi, um, Mississippi. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is if you get your teeth knocked out, you'll fit right in there. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll just walk on, walk on around like a local, you reckon? One thousand percent. Now, are you watching this girl's fight? Are you, are you, how are you, how are you training for her? Um, I've, I've found one of her fights online. Um, so yeah, we, we studied that a little bit, but mainly I'm just really, I focus on myself. I don't really focus on my opponent. Um, just focus on getting better and, and bringing in new tools to every fight. So, uh, it's been a really good camp. I'm out here in San Diego right now just to finish off the last week, um, to get into some sparring with the girls out here. So it's been really good. It's like being good on my body as well. I haven't been having to wrestle and grapple, which just, breaks my body down, so it's been fun just focusing on boxing. Now, 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 Bobby Gunn told me it's all about the placement. You don't want to go crazy because you'll break your hand <laughs> right away. Now, and then Phil Baroni said that Bobby Gunn's a pussy, and that's actually not true at all. Uh, he said he's going to the fucking guy's head off. Uh, you've been in there. Uh, what, what's, your, what are you, what's your philosophy when it comes to bare knuckle boxing? Um, look, I, I feel like what he says is, is probably true. Like you shouldn't go in there and, um, punch a hundred percent, but I'm not the kind of girl that's not going to go out there and try and, um, knock your head off. Like there's no, there's no like go 80%. You, you can't tell me to go 80%. There's no such thing. So, um, that's probably a good strategy for someone that can control themselves in there, but there's no control for me. I, I go in there, I see blood. I'm just going to try and knock your face off. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I'm going to try and eat your face and kill your baby. Oh, wait. So, wait. Rowdy Beck, you're also here in studio with us. Right. Yeah. Been here the whole time. I love coming on MMA racing. Okay. Uh, now, what's your plan for bare knuckle boxing? Basically, I'm going to go in there and rip a face off. Then I'm going to eat the insides of a face, probably start with the eyeballs. Maybe eat a tonsils. If you still have a tonsils, I'll give a tonsillectomy. That's my plan. Eat a tonsils. All right. Uh, do you think this plan's going to work? Of course it's going to work. I'm the champion. Haven't you seen it? I'm the champ. All right. Now, now, Beck, uh, is this the first time that you've been champion of anything? Really? Um, I'm a champion at life, mate. I'm a champion at life. <laughs> uh, you sure are. Uh, yeah, but as far as like having like an actual belt. Uh, no, I've never. I never had a. I've never had a belt, and I actually had no idea that um, it was going to be for a belt. Like, I, like I said, I had. I knew nothing about the sport, and now I'm slowly figuring out like how. Um, how the sport works and how big it is and that there's belts and there's um, a lot of support behind it. So I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it's a, it's a cool new thing for me. I'm excited to be a part of it. So, now yeah, how, it's pretty now, cool. Now, how's the money? Can you make a living being a bare-knuckle boxer? Uh, absolutely. I've, I'm gonna, This fight coming up, I'm going to make more than um, any of my UFC fights. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Great. Good for you. You deserve this opportunity. You're such a great person, and you're so funny and sweet. This is great. One th dude, I'm telling you, Rowdy back. Thank you. And, and, Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and she's beautiful. You see her in person. She has this glow about her. Yeah. Uh, it might be the ecstasy she took, but but but, 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 <laughs> but she definitely has this. Uh... <laughs> and listen, I've been looking for a woman who can protect me. Yes, yes. So. <laughs> now, now, we do have a guy in the studio 
who has a huge crush on you. Does that mean she, she knows that this guy, uh, you, you met her before? Yeah, I met her at Alliance, and she loved the image that she signed. Okay, was it, uh, okay. Do you, do you remember this, Rowdy? Yeah, Rowdy, do you remember the guy, the, the weird guy that came out of the corner, uh, that popped out of the bushes, that had you sign something? Uh, <laughs> CB Gold. I get punched in the face for a living. I don't remember what I was Your best friend. <laughs> I would remember your face. If I saw you, I would remember your face. And then, and then, hopefully, <laughs> and then punch it. And then, and then hopefully forget it. It ever happened. Now, now, <laughs> now, do you have a boyfriend right now? Are you dating anybody? I do, I do. The same one when you asked me last time. Who is it? Is he a fighter? <laughs> yes, he can fight, if that was the next question. He's a boxer. Oh, what's, it, who, what's his name? Is it Amir Khan? Adrian, Ro- <laughs> Adrian Rodriguez. Adrian Rodriguez. Wow. Okay. Uh, when's the, name. Now, let's give him a plug. When's his next fight? Um, he just fought two weeks ago. I think he's fighting in October, his next one. Did he win? Pardon? Did he win his fight? Did he win? Yeah, yeah, he won. Oh, nice. So Adrian Rodriguez, yeah, and Rowdy Beck. He's like doing it. good. Yes. Yeah. And uh, now you have two adorable sons. You're a great mother, but I would assume that they get really concerned about you doing bare knuckle boxing. Is it, is it hard on them? Um, I don't think they know the difference. Like they they don't really care, really. <laughs> they they come and watch me train all the time, and they don't really care about me fighting they're like oh that's cool mom's on tv and then they're over it so <laughs> they don't know how cool their mom is yeah no their mom is very very cool super cool now uh now angela magania uh i know you guys are you guys you guys are friends she had a fight she lost yeah, we're friends. she lost last week but she's 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 naked again on uh twitter uh do you ever tell her like hey you know because maybe you shouldn't show everyone your ass or you just like fuck it tell your ass uh, she knows I hate her, tw- her Twitter shenanigans. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Magania's going to do what Magania does. It's just like I do what I do. Uh, nobody's going to tell me any difference. So um, she's funny. I haven't been on Twitter though lately, so I'm going to have to get on there now and see what she's up to, what pot she's stirring. Uh, yeah, no, she's basically just showing her ass to everybody. But look, she's got a great butt. I mean, she's, she's, uh, I mean she does. We can ask like that. Come on. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. Uh, <laughs> she's got a great butt. Now, uh, so are you back at Alliance training with um, uh, Jessica and Angela and all all them? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna be here for the last like week of training. Um, so we're sparring tomorrow. I'm not sure who I'm going to be working with, though, because they've been doing um, wrestling and grappling. I've just been doing my boxing stuff. Um, so, But we'll spar tomorrow. Now, if the opportunity comes back to go to Invicta or like one of those fights, are you would you would you go back or not? Um, I'm happy with bare knuckle right now. I'm getting looked after and um, making good money. But, yeah, I, the plan is to go back to MMA as well. I'd like to do both. Um so yeah, Invicta would be awesome. I love I love fighting for Invicta. Shannon Knapp and the whole team there are awesome. So that's definitely where um, I'll plan on going when I'm coming back to MMA and hopefully be able to juggle both of the sports. Now, if I wanted to sponsor you, right? Which I I don't, but if I did, right? If I was like, hey, I you know what, bare knuckle boxing, I, I can see this is gonna go places. I'm a fan of Rowdy Beck. I like what she's been through. Uh, how do I do that? Um, you have to con- contact my management, I guess, and hit them up and start hustling with them. Who's your management? 
Eric Del Fierro. Oh, okay. See, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to hook you up. You people hear this. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you. Yeah, contact Eric um, Eric Del Fierro. I think his information is like on Instagram or something. Or you can always hit me up on social media and I'll just forward you the email. But yeah, hit me up. I need sponsors. Sponsors are good. Okay. Yes. Now, on a more serious note, that you know, obviously, you know, your ex ex husband was a was a piece of shit. The guy hit you and went to jail, the whole, the whole shebang. And now Greg Hardy, uh, who's now 2-0 and in the Contender Series, and you've been pretty outspoken about this. Um, the UFC, I think they're taking the stance of everyone deserves second chances. But what, now what, mm-hmm. what exactly, how do you feel about this? I feel like he got a second chance when he didn't go to jail. Um, he got a second chance at having freedom and... Yeah, by all means, like, you, des- you deserve a second chance to-, to do good, but I don't feel like you deserve the fame and the fortune and opportunity to fight for the UFC. Um, it was the reason why he was at- wasn't able to play football again, because you-, you blew that when you abused and bashed your missus. So, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I think everyone deserves second chances and everyone makes mistakes, but do you deserve the fame and fortune? Absolutely not. Right. No, I, I completely understand. I, I would have to agree. I think it's like, uh, I think there's, a, there's, you know, there's too many other great people that are not doing that shit that are just as good as him. You know, why not let, give them the opportunity and give some guy who... Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like he just lost his shit one night and just punched her in the face. Like, that shit happens, I understand. But, it's like, if you read into what actually happened and, and the police report and that, it's fucking disgusting. Um. And I, I honestly don't think people like that change. Like, you're, you're just a different kind of person, and I, I honestly don't think there's no, there's no change happening there. You'd probably just be more secretive and, and, and smarter about it, to be honest. Yeah, and also, if something does happen, again, it's, it's going to blow up in the UFC's face. You know, it makes them look even worse. Like, for example, like, uh, uh, you know, what was that? I don't think, I don't think it's going to hurt them one bit, though, like... They're such a solid company. It's just people forget about it in a week. So I think that's probably why they don't really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I, I have to agree. I have to agree. Rowdy Beck, there's not many things I don't agree with you on. You're a, you're a, you're a good girl. I, I'm always, I've always been supportive since day one. You know that, right? Thank you. Even uh, that night. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate when, it. Even the night when you invited me over and there was 37 Mexican dudes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the worst booty call I ever got in my entire life, but I did learn Spanish. That's, so, that's when you realized it wasn't a booty call. Yeah, that, 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 yeah it, was, it was that time when all of a sudden everyone started calling me. It was at that me, moment. Everyone started, me, started calling me uh, Punta Sucio. That I, that's when I realized. When they started using me as a soccer ball, uh, that's when I realized this was not a booty call. Uh, so, all right. So, Rowdy Beck, how do I watch Bare Knuckle Boxing? Um, you can watch it live on pay-per-view. You just have to um, check out your cable provider and see if they're offering it. If not, you can download the app called Fight TV, and then you can buy the pay-per-view through that and stream it to your TV. And how much is Pretty it? Pretty easy. How much is it? I think it's twenty nine ninety five. Okay, and the card's good. The card's pretty stacked, right? It seems like they just yeah, it's awesome. Isn't Chris Lytle on? The card? Is, is Chris Lytle on that card? Chris Lytle, there's um, Charles Bennett, Kendall Grove. Um, Crazy horse. 
God, there's heaps. There's heaps of guys on it. It's awesome. It's going to be a really good card. And then Rowdy Beck Jr., how do you feel about this card? Rowdy Beck Jr.? Oh, Oh, so great. Can't, can't wait to see it. Yeah. Fantastic. You sound just like her. Well, listen, Rowdy Beck, thanks for coming on the podcast. Good luck in your bare knuckle boxing. Uh, whatever you do, I uh, wish you the best. And uh, if you're single, there's uh, a guy named CB Gold. Look into it. Uh, he says his, his fiance gave him a hall pass. And it's it's with you, just so you know. Yeah, because Rowdy's her favorite. It's, it's exclusively with me. That's that's cool. I'll I'll notice. Yes. Yeah. Taking yeah. that down. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, go on. I, I just have one question for you, Rowdy Beck. Um, I know that there's two bare knuckle companies. Like, what what is the difference? They don't like each other, by the way. No, I know. But yeah. for a while, it was when the when the Baroni Levin fight got announced. Yeah. It was made clear that there are two different companies. So are you is your the one you're in the like official one, and then this is just like a another startup. Um, yeah, the one I'm in is is like the original one, I guess. We were the first regulated sanctioned um, promotion, the one that everyone knows about because they ordered the pay per view. That's the one that I'm with, and then the other ones, a new one. Um, that they're starting up, so they get to have their first show, but I'm pretty sure it's in October, so that's the one that um, Baroni and Chris Lieben and that are signed to. They've signed some, some good names too, so yeah. it's pretty cool to see their knuckle taking off. Competition is good. So, okay, on this card, we got Rowdy Beck versus Britton Hart, uh, Chris Lytle versus Drew Lipton, Joey Beltran versus Arnold Adams, uh, Maurice Jackson versus Sam Shoemaker, Tony Lopez versus Jimmy Jeanette, Andrew Yates, my man, Against uh, uh, Crazy Horse. I, I love Andrew Yates. Uh, Reg, Reggie <laughs> Burnett versus Clay Burns. Uh, oh, felony, right. And then uh, a couple other guys. And then one guy that uh, I can't tell, Michael Bissett versus Robert Marlowe. So, yes, it's going to be great. Rowdy Beck, thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. You are the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Thank you, Rowdy Beck. You are awesome. Guys, let's talk about sex. Yeah, good sex. Not just good sex, great sex. Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. How, Adam? How? Tell me. Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approving active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them any time. Day, night, middle of the day. Anything you want, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. That's the last thing you want to do is like have to wait 45 minutes for another pill to act up. No, Blue Chew has you covered. It's prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA and... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. That's right. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. So visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special code MMA. Yes, just pay for $5 for shipping. That's nothing. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MMA to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hello. Hello, this is Dustin Ortiz. Nice to see you. How's it going? What's up, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How are you doing, buddy? 
Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just uh, relaxing, you know, at the end of the day over here. And now, and now uh, where are you training now? Um, well, right now I'm back home in Nashville, so uh, that's where I'm training. But I do my training camps out at Combat Sports Academy, and a.k.a. in, uh, in California. Yeah, so now the Combat Sports Academy, is that that's in San Jose? That's actually in Dublin. It's about a forty-five uh, minute drive. Now you've been ki- now when because uh, you've been killing it these last couple fights. Has that like the last three fights? Uh, how long have you been over at AKA uh, Combat Sports Academy for? So I've been over there for my last five fights. Uh, the, my first camp there out there was um, for Zach Makovsky. Right. I was uh, coming off a two fight losing streak. And they actually, that was a short notice fight because um, Zach's opponent fell out and they called me, I think it was, yeah, it was two weeks notice. And I was just like, man, I got to, I got to get to a solid gym. So I gave him a call, showed up the next day and put two weeks of training in and uh, got the job done and secured my job in the UFC as well and been out there ever since. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, I mean, the guys you fought, I'm, I'm looking through the guys you fought. Uh, you know, Everybody. Brandon Moreno, Zach Markovsky, Wilson Hayes, Joseph Benavidez, Ray Borg, Justin Skazigas, John Moraga. I mean, you really, Formiga, you really have not had one easy fight in any of your fights in the UFC. I mean, they've been matching you up with fucking killers. <laughs> Absolutely. And what's incredible about that is the timing of each of those fights. So when I fought John Moraga, that was my second fight in the UFC and he was just coming off of a five-round fight with Demetrius Johnson. When I fought Joseph Benavidez, he was in his heyday of just killing guys. And I took him all three rounds. When I fought uh, Justin Scoggins, he was undefeated. Undefeated in the UFC, undefeated overall. When I fought Ray Borg, he was undefeated, making his UFC debut. I mean, man, to, to fight these guys at such a time... Uh, it, it really should show where I stand, you know. Yeah. Now, were you um, were you at Rufus for uh, before that? Yeah, I was at Rufus Sport for about four, four and a half years. I mean, you got to say like AKA California versus Milwaukee. I mean, you, right? It's got to be much better over there. <laughs> Man, it's uh, it's night and day. The the weather is everything. It's everybody's happier. It's uh. Just the atmosphere, the people, it's, you know, I, I will never live where they get so much snow ever again. Yeah, but as far as the camps go, I mean, Rufus Sport is, I think, one of the best camps out there. You got, like, Ben Askren, uh, you got, I mean, I think Woodley's the over there brothers. sometimes, you got the, the Pettis brothers, and you got some straight killers there. Now you're, now you're over with, uh, now, is it, now you're over with uh, Josh Thompson, right, and Cormier, and some of the other yeah. guys, but... Yeah. Now, are you training with uh, uh, Khabib? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and he's got a bunch of guys over there as well. So it's nothing shy of killers as well. Hello? Dustin. Yeah. He went through a tunnel. Uh, I'll call him back right now. Dustin. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Dustin. Yeah, I could hear you. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I so, really just kind of hung up on me. No, no. <laughs> so are you training with uh, uh, Khabib, uh, Khabib out there? Yeah, I'm training with him and, and all of his guys. Hello? He brings the crew, and, and they're Khabib all killers. Phone drops. Are we, is this 
phone being tapped or something? No, I think the Russians are... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're here. the Russians they're, don't want us to hear like, about anything. Exactly, they're like, don't talk about Khabib. Dusted. No, yeah. Okay, here we go. So, what's it like trading with Khabib? Hey, I, I mean, we just, they get it, they come in there, they, they kill it, and then we're done, you know? It's, uh, it's great. But as far as, like, his fight with Conor McGregor, right? Because, look, I'm rooting for Khabib. I'm a Khabib fan. I love Khabib. I love what he stands for. McGregor, not so much. Uh, although I do love watching McGregor fight. Just his his uh, tactics outside of the cage is just annoying as fuck. But the one thing about Khabib that I worry about is that his chin is straight up and he just walks forward. Usually just like, kind of like the Terminator. Whereas Connor hits that fucking <laughs> overhand right. He puts like Poirier out. He put Aldo out. He put Eddie Alvarez out. Nate Diaz, he dropped him three times. Are you guys putting weights on Khabib's chin to keep his chin down? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think that's something that he's going to have to worry about. He could take every hit from Connor and just keep going forward. I mean, the guy is, is like nobody else. And that's the beautiful thing about the fights, man. We, they put him in there and, and they lock the cage and find out what's going to happen, you know. So I can't sit here and say, oh, this or that or this or that. You know, come fight time, put him in the cage, lock the door, and let's see who's done their stuff. Wait, but you think he could take all Connor's punches? Yeah, I think he's going to take most of them, absolutely. Oh. And he's going to run through them and, and, and get his takedown. Well, we have Connor McGregor here in studio. Connor, what are your thoughts about this? Let me tell you something. <laughs> yes? He couldn't handle it if I hit him with some attitude. Really? You hear that? Now, what are you going to do to Khabib? A solid glance, and he's on the mat. What are you going to do to Khabib? I'm going to do whatever I want to him. That's what I'm going to do to Khabib. I'm going to stand back. I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to let him go towards me. And then, boom, right in the kisser, lights out. Time to celebrate. Uh, Dustin, would you like to respond to Connor? Yeah, much respect, Connor. That's right. Uh, I, love I appreciate your good attitude <laughs> and everything, but everybody's got right. their training day. Training partners get knocked out by the very aura of Connor McGregor. Really? You knocked out Dustin Ortiz <laughs> too? Oh, he's yeah. still here. He's still oh, here. he's uh, off the mat. That's good to hear, you son. Uh, uh, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, he can't take it. He can't take it. This kid's on a three-fight winning streak. The guy's a beast. I think he's up there as the next champion, this Dustin Ortiz. What do you think about Dustin Ortiz? I think he's a wee handsome gentleman. He's handsome? Handsome feller. All right. Uh, Dustin? That's right. Hey, Good hands. Good movements. I like Hey, he, he knows uh, really? a good-looking uh, man when he sees one. Of course I destroy him. All right. Uh, Dustin, are you here? Yeah. Fuck. we got to call him back. Hello? No, I'm here. I feel like he's only got one good spot in the gym. Where did he get self-reception? <laughs> the, 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 the fuck happened to Dustin? I'm calling him back. Well, you know. You know what's up. Yo. Yo, and we are back. Dustin, you can hear me, right? I can hear you just fine. All right, good. Okay, so uh, you think Khabib has nothing to worry about against Conor McGregor's power? <laughs> no, absolutely not. He has everything to worry about. Conor has got amazing striking. I just don't think he's going to worry about it. Hmm. All right. All right. All right. So, all right. Now, let's talk about you. So, you're right number ninth. Now, you, you, you grew up in Tennessee? Yeah, I grew up in Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee. And you were a standout wrestler, but didn't wrestle in college. What happened? No, man. Uh, honestly, I, I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. I couldn't afford it, so I wasn't about to go and pay for something and not go and drop out like everybody else I knew. 
so I was going to go into the military. During that time, I joined a gym just to stay in shape. In uh, my local uh, gym, they ended up putting on uh, a fight card, uh, the first sanctioned fight show here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I took the fight on a week's notice, made the front page of the newspaper because I was like hometown guy, and the rest is history. That's amazing. Now, I noticed that I played uh, the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. I'll be there next month. And Tennessee has oh, to be yeah? yeah, and Tennessee has to be the easiest place to get laid. I, I've never seen more thirsty women than in Tennessee. Am I right? Nice. I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but hey, you must know all the right spots. No, I'm not saying they're attractive. I'm just saying that they're easy. Uh, <laughs> There's some, a difference. No, some of them are pretty hot. Uh, now, are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? What's what's your story? Yeah, I have a girlfriend. I'm not married, but I do have a long term girlfriend that um, we plan on getting married. So. Nice. And then she lives with you in Tennessee or you guys live in San Jose or? Yeah, no, we live in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. Nice. You oh, have... Franklin's nice. Now, okay, so so you, 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 you join a gym, you win your first couple fights, you're hooked. Now, when did you know this was something you could do for a living? Or do you still know that? <laughs> well, I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm just trying to make it by like everybody else. Um, I, I feel like once I retire, then I'll make uh, some real money doing a different job. That's, that's crazy. He's a pro athlete in the hardest sport in the fucking world where you literally have to be good at every single martial art imaginable. And he's like, once I quit this, and, <laughs> and he's ranked number nine in the world. Well, you know, hey, he's uh, got his eyes wide open. Now, now, it seems like your power is getting better. Is it the way you're pulling your punches or, or you're not pulling your punches, the way you're turning your fist, uh, the way you're kicking harder? Like how, how is it that as you get older, you're developing more punching power? Yeah, I, it might be a little bit of old man strength, but honestly, I feel like it's just technique and repetition and repetition. You know, I'm, I'm seeing things more clearly, and it, it, it's just I, it's just maturity in the sport. You know, I was such a wrestler that I didn't know how to throw a punch properly, and when I went in there, it's just 100 miles an hour in one direction, you know? And now I'm like, I'm feeling the guy out, I'm... I'm you know, observing what they're wanting to do. I'm putting my myself in their position, and I'm like, okay, what what would I do if I was that guy fighting myself? Wow. And I think just a combination of all that and really focusing on, you know, like you said, turning your punch over, not in the fight, but every single day when I'm training um, and how I move. And I think just the combination of all of that is allowing me really to just come into my own uh, my own self, you know, and, and, and do what I want to do when I'm in the cage. Now, uh, Demetrius Johnson, it seems like uh, I think he deserves a rematch. I mean, you can't defend your title 19 times in a row or whatever it was, and now all of a sudden you lose, and you're like, okay, go back to the line. Uh, but they're talking about Cejudo versus Dillashaw, which I kind of like that fight too, That'd to be, be honest. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, does he even want the rematch? I mean, I haven't heard anything about this guy wanting a rematch. I, I'm so disappointed in that fight. You know, it, it, uh, Demetrius Johnson came in. Look at his weigh-in picture. He looked like a limp noodle, didn't train at all. I don't know what huh. this guy, he's 
you know, he's at home playing video games. I know that's not making him any stronger. He's got a family. He's got kids. He's just comfortable now. And I haven't heard him say one time that he wants a rematch. So if that's the case, you know, no, he, he doesn't need the rematch. He's happy. He's He's been super successful, uh, way more than a lot of people in the in the sport. So uh, until I hear it from him, then no, he doesn't deserve the rematch, you know. Um, as far as TJ Dillashaw, I, I don't know what's happening there. They both want, you know, the super fight. Uh, TJ wants it at 125. Henry wants it at 135. Henry's missed. You guys oh, yeah. need to defend your titles in your own weight classes until you know until there's nobody else, and then you go to the next weight class. Yeah. Uh, people are ta- talking about legacy and all this stuff. You got to be your legacy is in and out of the cage. What are these guys doing outside of the cage? You know. I, I think they're just thinking too too much of themselves. Focus on one fight at a time in your weight class. You both have contenders. Fight those guys off and then worry about something big like that. Build it up. You can't just become a champion and then jump ship into a different weight division. Were you, were you surprised by that fight, how, how good uh, Cejudo looked or versus how bad? Because I, I talked to a, a couple fighters that they were like not that impressed with Cejudo. They were more, like you said, unimpressed by uh, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. I was I I wasn't impressed with Henry Cejudo. He didn't do that much. Uh, he just stuck to a very simple and solid game plan. I was more disappointed, upset, whatever word you want to use. And Demetrius Johnson, man, like I said, look at his weigh-in picture. He came in looking like. He'd been playing video games his whole fight camp, uh, and, and picture looked at himself in the mirror and pictured, you know, his old self and was completely happy with that. I don't know if he was injured or or whatnot, but you know, Henry was out on his front leg the very first round. He was stumbling around like a limp noodle with with one leg. And Demetrius Johnson just let him recover. You know, he might as well took brought the stool in, sat down, let Henry <laughs> shake it off. <laughs> and then say, hey, are you ready to go? And then start fighting again. You know, he didn't jump on him. There's no sense of, uh, like, I got to get this win, you know. Even going into the fourth round, they asked Demetrius Johnson, hey, did you know that, you know, what did you feel going into the fifth round? How did you feel? He's like, yeah, you know, I felt like it was two and two. If you felt like it was two and two and you're the greatest in the world, you're not going to give it everything you have that fifth round. You know that's what, that's what I'm asking myself, and he didn't. He just he just let let Henry take the win. You know, he gave up a takedown. He knew that was coming. Uh, his numbers, his numbers and punches weren't there. I don't know what's going on, man. He doesn't deserve the rematch, especially since he's not asking for it. He's injured, uh, and he's completely happy with that. I'm guessing. You make a lot of sense to me. Now, do you miss having Ben Askren as as your wrestling coach? Yeah, I, I I definitely miss working with him uh, in and out, day in and day out. Uh, it's a lot of lot of good stuff uh, from him. But I, I'm just thankful for having to ever be around him. You know, I learned a lot from that guy inside the cage and outside, and he's just free spirited dude. That uh, that uh, you know, more people need to be like that. 
Now your other teammate. I'm not saying fighting style. I'm not saying fighting style. Right. I'm just saying as a human. Now he doesn't say. He say, told me he never used deodorant. How bad does he smell in person? <laughs> <laughs> I never smelled the guy. I mean, I smelled him. He he had he had no smell. Oh, okay. I, I I'm gonna stand by that. He's he's got no smell. Now your other uh, wrestling team. Your other teammate right now is Daniel Cormier. Is he gonna fight Brock Lesnar next? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so since my fight, I I came back to Nashville where I live, and I haven't talked to him since. So I'm assuming that he's gonna fight Brock Lesnar and go in there and and get another win. I mean, that won't even be competitive. Brock Lesnar is 60 years old. He's been popped for steroids 97 times, uh, and he hasn't. <laughs> and he's fought one time against Mark Hunt, who he had like a nine-inch uh, reach advantage against. I mean, how is that gonna be competitive? Well, he was brought Yeah, but that's not, that's not the, the UFC that we're in today. It doesn't have to be competitive. It just has to be entertaining. That's all that matters. I know. It's kind of sad, right? It is. It's very sad, especially for, you know, a lot of the hardworking guys that came from nothing. Like you. They their butt off in and out of the cage. And then it comes down to a popularity contest. Like, come on now. Yeah, I don't blame you for being – you're right. I, I, I know fighters that are part-time Uber drivers, and they're ranked number 11. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a lot. what the fuck? It's like, I mean, me, as, as a journeyman comic, I can, I can relate to the, to the fucking – but stay strong, man. Look, I'm doing it. I'm working my ass off. I'm bringing the funny. Every time I go on stage, and something's great going to happen. And Dustin Ortiz, same with you, brother, all right? Maybe right now, me, me, Greg, and CB are the only ones who actually know you. But I'm telling you, it's going to happen for you, bro. <laughs> you, no, I'm kidding. A lot you're of a, people know dude, you. You're a, lot of, you're a fucking beast, dude. You're a beast of a fighter. You're a beast of a man. You got a hot piece of ass that wants to marry you. And, uh, and you came from nothing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there were 17 teeth in your hometown. And, and, and look how far you've come. <laughs> so <laughs> hang in there, brother. Fucking hang in there. No, I... I appreciate it. Hey, send me the send me the date on that um, Chattanooga thing. I'll, I'll come down. I will. It's it's actually the uh, the second week of September, uh, but I think it's like the ninth, tenth. Yeah, I will one hundred percent. How far are you from Chattanooga? Hour and a half. All right, it's not Two bad. Two hours. But like there, that's like twelve minutes. So I can driving in like Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, that ain't nothing. Greg, any questions for the great Dustin Ortiz? No. Uh, CB. Um, I, I just wanted to say that in terms of the rematch, I know that Cejudo has said <laughs> that he doesn't think Demetrius should get the rematch. He should, you know, have his third kid to heal his injuries. He wants new storylines in the division. So in terms of Dustin Ortiz, you're in a really, really great position right now to make a case for a title shot and not have to worry about DJ getting that back because Cejudo does want new storylines. Yeah, well, you know what? With, with my luck, DJ's going to go get his surgery, recover, come back better than ever. He's going to look like he's on 10, 10 shots of juice a day, and then they're going to hand me Demetrius. And you'll beat him, New right? You'll beat him. No. With no belt. No. With no, no title no, shot. No. Hey, listen, Dustin will knock I'm him out. Be fighting the best of the best with no title. Oh, your nickname should be, you should be the fucking the, the, uh, cynic. Dustin the cynic Ortiz. Who do you want to fight next, though, for real? Um, for real, I want the I want my I want the belt. I, I want the title shot. That's what I'm for real about. I I know, but like, okay, let's say they don't give you the title shot. Okay, you're I mean you are ranked number nine. Uh, while I would love for you to get a title shot. Okay, is there anybody like ranked five, four, three, four, or five that you would like to fight next? 
No, I, I've already fought them. I'm, I'm number nine. I have literally fought eight, seven, six, five, and four. The only two people, the only three people I haven't fought in the top ten is Demetrius Johnson, Henry Cejudo, and uh, Sergio Pettis. And Sergio already has the fight lined up. So yeah. unless they give me a rematch, I don't want to fight anybody. Yeah, fuck that. All right, you deserve that shit. Fuck You're absolutely yeah. right, Dustin Ortiz. We are all about you, brother. We are all about you. Uh, thank, I'll, I'll see you in Chattanooga in, uh, in uh, three weeks. Heck yeah, man. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Absolutely. You guys stay chopping. Take care. That was Dustin Ortiz. Stay chopping. You know what he was talking about, uh, Demetrius? It reminded me of the way people were talking about Anderson Silva when he went in there and fought Luke uh, Rockhold. You mean Weidman. Or Weidman. Yeah, yeah. And was just like, you could tell. He was like... I've been winning for too long. I, I, I kind of want to get... You know what I mean? Like, you know what I he was lackadaisical. He hung his face out there. He did everything he could to get caught. No, and he finally got caught. Look, I put money on Cejudo winning the first time when he lost. Yeah. When he lost in 25 seconds or something. And I, and I talked... <laughs> you know why he lost. Because <laughs> I put money... That's exactly right. But, but I talked to him about it, uh, Demetrius, and I said, yeah. hey, man, that, I, I, was, I can't believe you beat him so quick. And he goes, no, nah, I knew I was going to beat him. The guy's flat-footed. He's so easy to hit. Yada, yada, yada. And I think he had it in his head that this was going to be an easy fight for him. Right. And then he didn't have a plan B. You know, he was just like, fuck it. I've already, and when you've already done something once, it's hard to, you know, you've already done it. You've already proven it. Yeah. It's already, it's already a fact. I beat this guy in one minute. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. I hope Ortiz doesn't get that. that I, I didn't think about the fact that he's fought everybody else in the division. And by the way, I think Anderson Silva is a better fighter and a better champion than John Jones. But he had six losses before even the Wyman fight. I don't care. He fought for a lot longer, fought a lot more guys, had a much better run, was a much bigger champion. I wouldn't even know if he fought better guys. I would definitely, I think Anderson Silva's a better, better UFC champion than John Jones. Well, Anderson didn't get popped for anything or be in any controversial situations until the boner pills, which was way after he lost the belt. John Jones, it was kind of an up and down thing. Yeah, I mean, look, like, look, John Jones' steroid past definitely puts the big asterisk on whether or not he's the best of all time. I mean, you would have to go with, I think, Fedor, who beat Mark Coleman and those other monsters. Yeah, but then look at Fedor's career once he joined Strike Force. He was 75 years old. Shit. He was, he was. I know, I know. I will say it's I, like a, It's coming to America. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Joe Lewis is 120 years old. Joe Lewis is 120 years old when he fought. He's an old man. <laughs> he goes, I met Mother the King and he fucking smacked me in the face. <laughs> you did not meet Mother the King. That was Eddie Murphy at his best. Yeah. There, uh, there's a couple new fun matchups that were announced. Talk to me, days. talk to me. Jermaine Durandamy is back. Oh, who's she fighting? Raquel Pennington. Ooh. Good fight. Okay. I but, like GDR. But Jermaine's coming back to 135. Can she make the cut? Yes, she made the cut easily the first couple times. She never missed weight. Yes, she did. At 135? Yeah. Really? That's why she went up to 45 oh. to fight Holly. Right. And then the other one I really like I don't is know about that. the Connor Cobb card. Yes. Got Michelle O'Malley, Watterson right? and Ooh. Felice Harry. Ooh, that's got to be the hottest fight there is right now. The, the karate I'm surprised hottie. she's not salivating. Oh, it. yeah. And Felice Harrig and the karate hottie. Mid fight finger bang. <laughs> Who would you rather hook up with? Um, gosh, that's tough. Waterson. Really? I feel she like seems more wholesome. Yeah, I think I would go. That's Felice. why I go for the other one. I think I would go. I, Felice. I think Waterson maybe like. 
You never like know. Hottie Hottie's pretty hot too, though. She's got a, you she's know beautiful. I mean? kinda she's got hot. them thick. She's gorgeous. She's got them thick buns. But Felice is nuts. Which I yeah. Think she, I think that's why she'd be great. She'd start crying and shit and throwing <laughs> shit in her head. She'd probably throw an ashtray at you yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like... That's what you need—a little drama, a little excitement. Yeah. All, these sta- my, uh, all these stable women making our lives better. Yeah, right. Fuck this. We one, need some some lunacy. One of my best friends Randy in MMA Dick. just got a huge—the biggest fight of his life. Who's that? Sayada Wad. Who do you get? Oh, and he Salad away. He, no, he loves you. me. Oh, now he does. Yeah, him he, and I are really I good he, friends. He was mad at you. He was mad at me because of this motherfucker. I over didn't here. do anything. This guy did it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he got ben- <laughs> Benson Henderson. Ooh. I think ben he can KO Ben Henderson. Ben Henderson does not look like the Ben Henderson of old. That's, That's why for I think sure. there's a guy on Twitter like giving me shit about it, saying he's going to come down to CB Gold's Gold and defend but Ben, ben Henderson. Honor. Listen, CB Gold's Golden's Gold Gold. <clears throat> Don't even think about bringing that silver shit down here. Same okay? for the wedding. If anybody we also, brings me anything silver, they're getting kicked out. That's right. It's only gold. Gold CB Gold's Golden Golden Wedding and Wedding Shower. Golden, like, golden wedding shower. I'll tell you that, I see Ben Henderson. Wedding golden shower. If Ben Henderson fights the way he trains, he can beat anybody. I went into yeah. the lab one day. Dude goes 100% the entire time. Like yes. for six hours. And he's sitting there talking to his wife while he has guys in like rear naked chokes making baby plans. Uh, he's just, he's insane. Anyway, what do you got coming up, Greg? What do I have coming up? Let's see. This Friday, yes. ladies and gentlemen, I've, I'm one of Big Boy. Big Boy's put together these uh, comedy shows called Big Boy's Funny Motherfuckers. Yes. And I'm one of them. I'm one of his uh, selections. And we have two, uh, four shows. I'll be on the Friday night shows, 8 and 10 p.m. at the Ontario Improv. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday night, I'll be at the Ha Ha for Workout Wednesdays. Then the weekend following that, I will be at uh, the El Paso Comic Strip. Nice. Yes, because there's nothing like El Paso in August. I get all the sweetest dates. And if that isn't good enough, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be going from El Paso to Laughlin, Nevada. Oh, my God. Yeah, where I'll really be baking it in the sun. Uh, although I love the river there and I love jet skiing. It's so white trash. It's a white trash potter, man. That's where you could really crank up some Kid Rock and people around you would be going, right? Fuck yeah. Turn it up. That's where you could I can really get my, my Kid Rock white trash on. Uh, but I'll be there for the end of summer Late, uh, what is it, Memorial Day? What do we have here? Something. The, yeah, the Memorial Day holiday weekend comedy festival at the Riverside Casino. So come and join us there. All right. I will be at the parlor in Bellevue, Washington. Uh, that's Thursday, August 30th, Bellevue. I'm at the Blue Room in Springfield on uh, Friday the 31st, Springfield, Illinois, and Saturday, September 1st. Then I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, September 6th. To the 8th with Dustin Ortiz. Uh, and then also, I'm in Carson, uh, Rochester at the Carlson Comedy Club, September 20th and 21st. And then I am in uh, New Minister, British Columbia at Laugh Lines Comedy Club in Vancouver, September 28th and 29th. Uh, oh, you, by the you, way. If you go on Amazon, by the way, uh, if you order stuff on Amazon, go to adamhunter.com, click on the link, then go to amazon.com and uh, buy whatever you want. By the way, uh, thank you to all the MMA Roasted fans in Sacramento who came out to see me at the Laughs Unlimited. They were super, and it's funny because they introduced me, like, you may have seen him on Ghost on Fox, but then after the show, people were like, why didn't they mention MMA Roasted? <laughs> and I'm like, because usually when we mention MMA Roasted, people were like, what the fuck are they talking about? But thank you to those uh, fans of MMA Roasted that came out and saw me. I look forward, please, anytime, I'd love to take a picture with you, bring a, you know, if you want to print out a picture and graph me. That's what they were saying, like, we should brought something so, to graph yeah, you. Somebody tweeted totally. me and yeah, you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I should have brought something to craft you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, what do I have to do with this? I dude, wasn't even near dude, the city. Nothing's worse, though, when people, the comics bring up. This next comics is in the UFC. 
I'm like, I'm not in the UFC. I have a- you flunked out due to USADA. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but uh, what do you have coming up, CB? Not a whole lot, man. I'll be at Bellator in San Jose at the end of September. Um, I've got about nine cats I need to bury. <laughs> I moved on from cats. <laughs> now I'm on to rabbits. I was going to say rabbits, motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking guy, dude. I want to uh, get a tattoo. Where do I go? Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood. Um, Abel's Graffiti Palace on Facebook. Graffiti Palace Tattoo on Twitter and Instagram. And mention MMA Roasted. We'll give you 10% discount on your tattoo. We've got three amazing artists. And... Um, Low-key, we might be opening a second location soon. Nice. Mm, that is low-key. All right. Awesome. Well, thank it's you guys so for listening. I don't entirely believe it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ryan. No, I'm back. kidding. I love you, man. Thank you, Dustin. Trap, Ortiz. Sons, Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Trap, sons, and trap, don't sons. 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 Trap, don't sons.